0: One of my favorite things about being a worship pastor is when someone asks me a question about the songs that we're singing. Seriously, some may shy away from this task, but for me, when someone is able to recall the words that we're singing and desires to know more about what they mean and where they come from, I see that as an opportunity to grow in our knowledge of God and of his word. One of my favorite modern hymns is Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery. This gospel-centered and theologically rich hymn has a lot to teach us about who Jesus is. And I was once asked a question about one of the lines in the second verse of this hymn. The text is as follows. Come behold the wondrous mystery, he the perfect son of man. In his living, in his suffering, never trace nor stain of sin. See the true and better Adam come to save the hell-bound man. Christ, the great and sure fulfillment of the law, in him we stand. What does it mean when the song refers to Jesus as the true and better Adam? This was the question that I was asked. And initially, it may seem a bit strange that we would refer to Jesus, who we consider to be our Messiah, in a similar vein as Adam, to whom we attribute the fall of humanity let us consider briefly a couple of things that we know about Adam and Jesus from Scripture. You can see these text references in the notes below the podcast, and if you want to spend a little bit more time in these texts, I would encourage you to um, take a look at those. We're told in Genesis 2 and Genesis 3 that Adam was created by God. We are told that Adam and Eve succumbed to temptation And we're told that Adam and Eve were now fallen, sinful, and cursed. We're also told that this is a curse that continues throughout all of humanity. In Paul's writing to the Romans in uh, chapter 6, verse 23, we're told that the wages of sin is death. So contrast that reality to what we know about Jesus. We're told in the prologue to John, John 1, and in Paul's letter to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 15, that Jesus is the creator. We're told that Jesus was fully God and fully man. We're told in Matthew 4 that Jesus was tempted in the desert by Satan, and yet he remained sinless. We're told in Ephesians 2 verses 1 through 10 that through Jesus we receive grace and life. And we're also told in that verse that we are dead to sin, but alive in Christ. The idea of Jesus being a second Adam isn't limited to these observations. On several occasions, the Apostle Paul, in his letters, refers to Jesus as the second or last Adam. Hear these words from 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty-one and 22, and verse 45. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also comes through a man, For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. So it is written, The first man Adam became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. We see in Paul's writing, humanity defined by who we are in light of Adam and in light of Jesus. From the first Adam we inherited death, our sinful nature, our separation from God, But Christ, the second Adam, came to reverse the curse of sin and restore our relationship to God the Father. Thus, Jesus is the true and better Adam, because through his life, death, and resurrection, we are given the hope of eternal life with God the Father, a hope the first Adam could never deliver.
1: The light of life has come. Look to Christ who condescended, took on flesh to ransom. True and better Adam, come to save the hell-bound man. Christ, the grain and sure fulfillment of the law, in Him we stand. Come. Be So